MailChimp presents. Hey, listener, this is Paul Jarvis, and you're listening to Call Paul Business as Unusual. I've been a small business entrepreneur for the last 21 years, and I've always been curious about how other small businesses work and solve problems. Last month, I was planning to talk with small business owners who needed help with their e-commerce and marketing strategies. Then the pandemic started and everything changed. We want this podcast to shine light on the stories of businesses adapting in real time, but we need to start from the beginning when the tone of the conversations we were having took a turn. I don't know. In some ways, I feel like we're failing. Um, our people and um, despite the fact that like this is you know obviously not something that we have a lot of control over that's Matt he runs a company called Chocolatle with his wife Elaine in Atlanta and they produced 12 tons of ethically grown chocolate last year they both left behind separate careers and found a passion for good chocolate on the beaches of Costa Rica I spoke with Matt on March 17th, the day after they decided to close down retail operations. To give you a reminder of where things were at, because it feels like years go by every single week right now, the pandemic was just starting to force decisions in the West. Schools were only beginning to shut down, the borders were open, and the Olympics were still happening. Well, I'm in a quiet office right now. Um... We've got uh, one uh, person, uh, Dan, is in right now, uh, helping us to get some shipments out. It's it's also still our factory where we make chocolate, and so we actually are still making chocolate in there, but we had uh, five uh, front of house staff that, uh, yeah, yesterday was a hard day. We were had to basically let them all know that we don't have any shifts for you starting now. A woman. Who was uh, pregnant? It was going to be our first kind of. We were, we were doing paid maternity leave, and she was going to start next month. And we called her on Sunday and said, "You know, it's your call, but we really think you should start tomorrow." And that was, and it's crazy even how fast this stuff is going because even on Sunday it was like unclear if like things were actually going to close or not, or like what was going to happen. I mean, I. It, no idea we were going to be anywhere close to anything like this. Yeah. I mean, we uh, we didn't either, right? Like, it's everything has changed. Yeah, it's it, um, trying to do that. And then, you know, the tough thing is, like, when you're at home, then, you know, still being, like, present with the kids and not stressing them out. I find my mind is, like, constantly. We are sitting having dinner last night, and they are talking, and I'm like, my realize I totally zoned out and I'm like running through scenarios in my head of all sorts of stuff. And like that just keeps happening over and over again, like planning or trying to, you're not really even planning. You're just sort of like running through different scenarios, but how are they thinking about all of this? I'm curious. They're great. We're really lucky. And they're, they're really like, um, mature and thoughtful. Um, I think for their age, they're 10 and seven, they're, they're good. They can handle stuff on their own. So 
we thought we were going to go in for a few hours yesterday to try to like straighten things out and we ended up being gone all day and they fed themselves lunch and made it to dinner and we're probably like 12 hours of like you know tv or something but you know we can't do that every day i mean we don't want to do that every day so now we're trying to figure out how do we kind of like you know we're being a family business whereas elaine and i are really uh you know trying to figure everything out on both ends at the same time what do you say to them about all of this well, you know, they've they seem like pretty um understanding of what's happening and um I think right now they're still excited about not going to school <laughs> and we'll see like two weeks from now how everybody feels, you know. Yeah. So how are you kind of feeling about this this change and the way that the business has basically basically it's the way it has to work at this point? I mean, it's funny. It's like we we I don't know if it was like last Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, you know, which seems like a year ago at this point. But we started a promotion where we're doing like 20 percent off online. The thinking at that time, I think, was like we, we weren't expecting to close. I think we were expecting like people aren't going to be going out as much. And so we're going to have this dip in, in like retail and we need to like, let's push people to like order online. And so we did a 20% off online and got some orders. And, you know, then by Sunday, I mean, only like three days later, it became apparent that like, Oh, this isn't just, we need to like pump up online orders to make up for a little bit of a fall off. This is like, this is going to be actually our business now. And, um, and so, that part we're still struggling with. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're just getting, I mean, fortunately, I think there's a lot of people that do get like the, the, the small businesses are going to get killed right now. And so we've gotten a lot of orders. I mean, we had a lot of, we have, I have a lot of like friends that I haven't even talked to in a long time that have like put in orders online just in the last 24 hours. A couple of friends have like posted on Facebook, like, Hey, let's, you know, support, you know, these businesses. And that's been great. But I think, I feel like that's our little like early bump that we've got. And now we've got to like think about actually doing things strategically that will help reach people beyond just kind of like friends and family that are trying to chip in and support right now. And, you know, I've, I've posted some Instagram live video this morning, which I've never really done before, where it's just like talking into the camera, walking through the market that's closed. And I feel like, you know, it's, I don't know, trying to figure out a balance of like being open and honest with people about, you know, what's happening and and kind of being really transparent we, we've never done that much online so we have our website but we're not like selling on amazon i know there's some other chocolate makers that are doing that we're not selling through these other venues and so i think now it's like time to sit down and like figure out let's get on these other platforms i guess let's start running some paid um, advertising um you know i don't know it's just it's a new world for us that we're gonna have to learn real quick and um it just has been like the, it's been kind of like the stepchild of our business. And now all of a sudden it's like the firstborn, like we, <laughs> you gotta, you know, gotta get to college here. So, yeah, it's kind of an unprecedented time where there's now a sales channel for, I guess, businesses that sell physical goods. It's like, there's no, the choices have been removed. Yeah. 
it's hard enough to run a business, a small business, as it is in normal circumstances. And now we don't want to be opportunistic about anything because that's not how we operate. But we also, we need to make, like, it's a business. We need to make money. We need to, like, keep things running. And that line is hard to manage at the best of times. And now it just, it feels much harder to be like, okay, I do have a product to sell. I'm, I don't want to take advantage of this situation by any means, but I still need you, some of you at least to, to buy this thing. Yeah. I guess it's also trying to figure out like, where do we focus our online efforts, you know, now, because <laughs> we still have basically the same limited resources that we had before yeah. uh, to put towards it. And, and to some extent, even less so, because usually the kids are in school and Elaine and I are both in here working, you know, full time. And so we're, we're cut in half in that sense. Uh, even for us just to to plan, you know, to figure out who's going to do what, like we have to like try to carve out that time, you know, after the kids have gone to bed or something to, like I said, uh, you know, obviously, like this has just not been the focus for us, and so we're just not up to speed on like, you know, what platforms we should even be looking at, and even what advertising strategies would be uh, useful. Um, so, yeah. Had you like, did you plan for any contingencies before all of this? Like, obviously, not planning for a global pandemic, but in the business, like, did you ever think like? this could happen or this scenario could happen and kind of have a plan for that? Well, like our vision has been, you know, we've got this one retail uh, location. We've got an office around the corner where we do distribution out of. And our our vision was really to uh, build a chocolate factory and uh, to be open to the public that we could have retail presence at. And kind of the next step for us was we're really at the point where our production is like bursting at the seams now. I mean, we, we have a, our, our our current factory is within our retail store in a food hall. And so it's only about like 250 square feet of production space. And so we just kind of got ourselves in the financial position of, you know, our, our debts are down, We're still paying off some of it, but down we've gotten, uh, you know, good uh, income revenue base. We had just gotten approved for uh, financing for equipment purchases and, um, some lines of credit to, uh, we were about to sign a lease on a new production space and, um, and planning on moving our office and our production space into one space, much larger space where we could make more and frankly, I think better chocolate too. And, uh, like we were sort of, that was our project that we were in the middle of right now. And now that is, uh, sort of turning into the rainy day fund instead of the expansion fund. And, you know, I, I think we'll be able to make it through this. It obviously depends on how long it all goes and you know, what happens over the next couple of months. But um, I think, I feel like we're going to be able to come through it and, and, and make it through and, and, you know, hopefully get back to a good place. But it's, things are moving so fast that like yesterday morning, things were really different than they are now. And so I have no idea what it's going to be like a week from now. Yeah, I think that's what weighs on a lot of us is this unknown and that the rapid speed at which more and more unknowns are making themselves <laughs> known to us. What do you th- so what do you think happens next after this passes? Like what how how do things get back to some normalcy for the business? 
Well, um, I think the thing for us that's really unknown is is the retail side of it. I mean, like I mentioned, we're in a food hall. You know, when it's open, it's really popular and it's it's packed full of people, and people are really close to each other the whole time. You know, there's a lot of people in there, and it's not a huge space. And um, we're just going to have to evaluate, like on a week by week basis, you know, uh, where things are at. I mean, I delivered a wholesale order this morning, and so fortunately, there are shops that are open that are carrying our bars that um, are planning on staying open right now. You know, I mean, I expect it'll be obviously some drop off. Hopefully, our Wholesale partners will be able to stay open and we'll be able to keep shipping chocolate out to them. Because of all the unknowns, I don't feel like there's any way to really plan right now because it's just things change so fast that um, we're just going to have to evaluate it like one week at a time. Mm -hmm. And in the past things you have had, I guess, a plan of attack for how everything's going to work. You said you were saving up for different equipment. So there has been a, so I guess it's different too, right? That there's always you've always had some sort of plan in place and working towards specific things and now it's now it can't be that now yeah we had a really clear vision i mean even from before we even opened it of kind of the steps and it was we were going to have this we always called it a micro factory with the idea that one day there was going to be a factory factory and we were working towards that you know it wasn't like a straight line but like we were had basically always kind of stayed headed in that direction and we're not i'm not giving up on that right now at all i mean i definitely like that's still where we want to go with things i think if it ever got to the place where like we gave up on that we would probably just that would probably be the time where we would be shutting everything down you know um yeah i mean there's that's that's all any of us can do at this point is just keep kind of working towards what we've been working towards and yeah hope that hope that things do turn around um, as quickly as possible, and if not, that there's that the government kind of steps in and there's some system in place to uh, to make things make things right again. The f- number of small businesses that are getting impacted, like we are, rep- got to represent such a large portion of the economy. There's going to have to be some something in there to um, whether it's you know zero interest loans or. Or, or straight up grants or, or whatever. Um, there's seems like there's going to be have to be something in order to just get things get things back to normal once the virus and the health public health side of things have been gotten under control. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way that I kind of the, the lens through which I see the world because I've been in business for myself for over twenty years now. Is is commerce and economics right? And it's like. We have there's the there's the two hurdles. We have to obviously get over the the pandemic side of things, but past that, like the a lot of the economy in in both the states I'm in Canada and in Canada where where I am is there's a huge portion that is small business, and I I don't see a world where small businesses can no longer exist. Like even the businesses that have been working towards sustainability, like not growing at all costs, but just kind of like, what can we do to be as resilient and sustainable as possible? There, there was, there's no way that anybody could have predicted or planned for this. And because there's no scenario where it's like, well, indefinitely your profits are going to shrink and your workforce is potentially going to shrink. And yeah, so I just, yeah, I, I have hope as well that, um, 
that there that there will be something that that will make um yeah basically the backbone of of the economy small businesses kind of right and whole again yeah you know I, I was thinking this morning about just how fragile everything is and you know you see these like the hollywood you know movies like you know outbreak or contagion or whatever about the you know the virus that you know gets out and it's always this like airborne virus that is super deadly that like kills everybody that gets it and if you just like are in the same room that the virus is in you're going to die and then eventually someone finds a vaccine and everybody's okay it's just like destroying the entire global economy yeah i don't think science fiction accurately predicted what you're saying where a virus wipes out all of the economy but doesn't wipe out all of the people yeah, it's just it it just feels like um god this whole system is just so fragile and um and you know I mean I, I mean I guess to a certain extent resilient but right now it doesn't feel very resilient. No, I mean even like typically the way we get over big things is to come together, right? Whether it's church or community or what whatever it is is like coming together and that's the the one thing we can't actually do right now and it's it's weird too because i think there's there's all of this talk about all we're all so socially isolated and we all spend all of our time on devices and now we've all been inside for maybe just a couple days and it still feels like oh my goodness, this is a lot. Like maybe there wasn't a ton of social interaction before, but now that there's zero, it definitely feels that we weren't, we weren't built for this long-term at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a part of me that wishes, you know, we didn't have the business right now and I could just be at home with Elaine and the kids and, working with you know them on like math and like doing some you know jigsaw puzzles and stuff yeah i mean even in the best of times running a business has a lot of weight to it let alone times like these yeah yeah it's funny because i'm i'm usually like uh, um i'm a very like uh conservative like planner and so i'm always kind of imagining what I thought, I guess, were worst case, you know, budget situations and things, which are, turns out they weren't. Um, but I still feel like optimistic, and I, I and I, I think part of it is just like this seems is also surreal that like I just keep thinking like we're still we're still going to get through it. When Elaine and I started, we've kind of always had this um, idea that like we'll figure out a way. Like it's when we decided to do this thing in the first place like we had never made chocolate uh, that we had sold to anybody before like we were just learning how to make chocolate when we decided we were like all in this is what we want to do and we just sort of had this like belief that we would figure out a way to make it work and so I still feel like that despite everything that seems like it's coming down the pipeline at us. I think that's the mark of a good entrepreneur is that, well, I don't know how to do this thing, but there's a way to do it and I'm going to figure it out. And I think that's, I think that's why a lot of us start businesses because we do have that desire to, to figure things out and to make things work and to, 
keep things kind of kind of rolling. And I mean, I'm I'm the same way. Like I think that's another that's a misconception about people that start their own businesses is that they're super risky, the most risk adverse person in the entire world. And I don't like to. I would I would never want to take a risk that would um, like put my house or my family in jeopardy or put my business in jeopardy or anything like that. Right. But it's like, I also have no control over some things that have made, have made life inherently risky. The way that I run my business is like a series of small risks where I can figure things out. And if I don't, it's not the end of the world or it's not the end of business, but yeah, I think that it's um yeah, it's 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 trying <laughs> on, on everybody um at this point, but I I'm glad to hear that you are optimistic. I'm maybe half of the time optimistic today. At least the change like it, it literally changes every single day. But, I was optimistic when yeah. I said that. I'm not it I'm not it comes and goes, but Yeah, um, same. But I still do feel optimistic about the business and um and you know what we're trying to do and sort of our mission and trying to build something that's based on just trying to put our values into action and i mean i think the challenging thing right now is like with you know particularly in thinking about our staff um we're not able to we're not in the financial position to do as much as i wish we could <laughs> in my ideological world the government is just us it's it's how we are um treat each other how we take care of each other how we regulate what you know we can all do there simply cannot be a world where small businesses cease to exist companies like chocolatel are the backbone of our economy and represent the values we want to hold when voting with our wallets Matt and Elaine can't sell their chocolate from their microfactory, nor from the open-air markets they used to frequent in Atlanta. It's become harder, but luckily not impossible, to keep doing business. We as entrepreneurs exist to make things better and brighter. Whether it's selling amazing chocolate, or small batch spirits, or repurposing vintage clothes, or making cozy household goods, or whatever else we all do. This is what we do. And even though everything around us is changing, I still have hope that we can collectively rise to the occasion and do what we do best. This is just the beginning of that story. If you'd like a bar of their single origin chocolate, their website is chocolatlechocolate.com. And I'll spell it for you, X-O-C-O-L. ATLchocolate.com. And if you want to learn more about my thoughts on business and living online, I've been writing a weekly newsletter for the last seven years called The Sunday Dispatches. You can hop on at sundaydispatches.com. Call Paul is produced by Ruth Eddy and is a MailChimp original podcast. Subscribe now so you can get the next episode when it comes out. Oh, and we want to hear from you, too, about how your business is adapting and shining. Send us an email with a voicemail memo attachment to callpaul at mailchimp.com.